Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1996's Lone Star, directed by John Sayles, starring Chris Cooper and Elizabeth Pena. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Uh, I watched Maniac, uh, starring Elijah Wood. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Um... I don't know what to make of this film. I'm not sure if I liked it or if I thought it was, you know, a misogynist trash. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> it so was troubling. The, what happens in the movie? He he's a he's a guy who just stalks and scalps women. Um, yeah, and it's a remake of a of a movie from 1980, written by and starring Joe Spinell. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. That's an obscure movie. I know. Holy cow! I I, I kind of want to see the original because I just like Joe Spinell, but yeah. uh, but but picture picture him scalping women, and now you're really troubled. Ugh. You know, it, it's in it's, 1980. Yes, because it's gonna be like the yeah, it's gonna be like Ugh. Sydney Lumet's New York with Joe Spinell on the loose. That's gross. Exactly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> God. Yes. yes. Um, so okay. if you have Shutter and you and you want to watch Maniac, it's there for you. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> look look for Joe Spinell though. Look, look out for him. <laughs> yeah. I watched Alien Covenant. Okay. What a confusing mess. Oh, really? This movie doesn't... This movie's not that good. Oh, It wasn't dude. terrible. Okay. But, man, it doesn't know what it's trying to be. Uh-huh. It's, there's a good story in here about the meaning of life and what is God and that mm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Where'd we come from? But there's an alien thrown in the mix to mess it up. So, okay. So... This did not. This shouldn't have been an alien movie. Yeah, yeah. Like Prometheus really didn't have an alien, you know. And I think the studio Fox was like, "You better put an alien in this next movie. Yeah. Or I'm gonna kill you, man." That's what it sounds so, like. Yeah. So Ridley Scott, hey, hey, welcome back, Ridley Scott uh-huh. from last week. <laughs> Had to make a movie about an android who thinks he's God, but then an alien's around. So uh, okay, the Michael Fosbender character David is an incredible character. Yeah, he is awesome. Even in Prometheus, he was great. Right. But an alien had to come around and be involved and ruin the movie. So <laughs> and the alien ruined the alien movie. So That's that's incredible. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would recommend not watching this one. All right. I'll just watch Prometheus again. Prometheus is better than this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they take that for what it is. Right. <laughs> no one's ever said that. <laughs> anyway, so we asked the fans what they've been watching, and on Facebook, Mike said he watched Hacksaw Ridge and The Imitation Game. Both good movies, he says. Uh, I would agree with both of his uh, choices there, mm-hmm. yeah. I liked... Uh, I haven't seen Imitation Game, actually. Um, oh. It's on my short list right now, Okay, so it's coming up. Yeah, it's 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 a, real, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, is it better than Hacksaw Ridge? It's not. It's not? Right. Okay, wow. Yeah. Hacksaw Ridge was okay, if you ask me. Oh, okay. I wasn't in love with Hacksaw Ridge. Well, I, I know that people are like like kind of pissed off at Mel Gibson for a lot of reasons, but but like like just just from a pure filmmaking perspective, he it's like he can't do anything except like sort of Christ like figures. Yeah, and Hacksaw Ridge qualifies as that. Yeah, um, and but I still think it's a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm not crapping on it, but yeah, um, we'll see. Right. <laughs> we'll see how, which one I like better in a okay. little bit. <laughs> All right, so now it's time to talk about this week's movie, Dave, Lone Star. So why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. Um, so Lone Star, uh, what you have is a, uh, a, a sheriff in Texas, or, or, you know, around the, like, uh, it's called Frontera, Texas, is a town on the Rio Grande, border town. And um, he is a, a, like, a lawman legacy. His father uh, was 
like the most beloved sheriff, like pretty much in Texas history. Yeah. And uh, he's constantly having to live up to that legend. The whole town still refers to his dad and tells him about how, how he's never going to live up to his dad. And meanwhile, surrounding his story is a lot of racial tension between uh, Mexican-American people and African-American people Mm -hmm. and the local white people. Mm -hmm. Um, They all like kind of keep to themselves. And when they mix, things don't go very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as kind of like modern times is, is closing is, is coming in and, and there, there is a mix like kids are now like going to school together. That's when, you know, people are really starting to get uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, um, the town's full of, you know, a lot of history and we will get into it. Yeah. Right off the bat, this movie was not what I expected it to be. Okay. I expected to be more of like a, a mystery thriller kind of thing almost mm-hmm. like we got to solve this crime. Yeah. But it's more about just like a self-reflective movie yeah. ab- about racism and, you know, reconciling with your past and parents and things like that. Right. Um, it was pretty good, man. Oh, it was way better than I expected it to be. I'm so glad to hear you mm-hmm. say that because this is actually one a favorite of mine. Really? Yeah. It's good. I love this movie. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right about how it's contemplatively paced mm-hmm. i mean like if that's a way of, of describing <laughs> pace but like like it, it is it's very mannered and even though there's a lot of like sort of shoot 'em up action that, that's referred to it's only referred to yeah you don't you know it, it, there's not a lot of action going on no and it's it's more people like telling stories of like the old west in a lot of in a lot yeah, of places. flashbacks to that stuff yes and and in the flashbacks is where chris cooper well, first of all, Chris Cooper plays the sheriff I mentioned in the in the um, yeah. in the synopsis. Sam, Sam Deeds, Sam Deeds, Sheriff Sam Deeds. Um, it's this a, is modern time, modern yes, day. This is he's modern the day. sheriff in modern day, right in Frontera, Texas, and he's brilliant in this movie. Um, and in the flashbacks that we see, people are always talking about Buddy Deeds, uh, the, the, his his father who had been the sheriff for thirty years. Mm-hmm. When we flash back, we see the reason. That people revere him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddy, one night while he was a deputy to Sheriff Charlie Wade, played by Chris Christopherson, mm-hmm. uh, Sheriff Buddy Deeds, played by played in flashback by Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. stands up to Charlie Wade, who has been terrorizing all of the Mexican and African American people, mm-hmm. um, shaking down local businesses. I mean, just graft right out in the open. Yeah. Um, he doesn't try to hide anything. He kills people um, just without a second thought. He asks them, you know, are you carrying anything? And when they produce a piece, he shoots them, like, to justify that, That's you know, his excuse. Exactly. He pulled his gun out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Charlie Wade, Chris Christopherson's character, has two deputies, Hollis Pogue and Buddy Deeds. Mm-hmm. This is in the flashbacks. And Buddy stands up to, to, to Charlie and says, I'm not coming with you on this pickup. Yep. And you're going to give me your badge, and I'm taking over as sheriff. Yeah. And uh, Charlie has never been stood up to before. Yeah. And there's a great line. Uh huh. McConaughey says, You ever shot anyone that's looking you in the eyes? <laughs> because no, you wait till their backs turn. Of course. And you shoot them while they're looking away. And you can tell Charlie is like trying to be tough and, and like unholstering his, his cult, and he's not going to do it. He's not going to draw on Buddy mm-hmm. in this in public, yeah. or even if they were in private, because he's a coward, mm-hmm. and he and he realizes that Buddy's tougher than him. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
early in the movie, the first scene of the movie, before we even meet Sam, we're out in the desert in what we, we're told later is an army shooting range, and some, like, relic hunters find a skeleton and a Texas star. It turns out to be the body of Charlie Wade. Yeah. It's been rotting out there for the last 30 years, mm-hmm. and... Sam has to like kind of solve the mystery of when he gets the forensics back, finds out it's Charlie Wade. He has to solve the mystery of who killed Charlie Wade. Right. And that's what I thought the movie would be about, really. Okay. Uh, figuring out who done it, mm. you know, but it's not a who done it. That's just a, a backseat thing to it's the window movie. dressing. It's yeah. what you're introduced to the film with. It's what starts the movie off. Yeah. Like it, it, it grabs you and it's interesting. It's like, wow, there's a there's a skeleton here with a sheriff's badge and a Masonic ring. Like, yeah. that's interesting stuff. Of course. What happened to that dude? Right. And we we do find out. But it's really not about that. It's about these characters' lives, you mm-hmm. know? It reminded me of how Gosford Park is set up like yeah. it's a, as a murder <laughs> mystery. Right. But it's not, you know? You're right, dude. It's just it's masquerading about as, a movie mis- as, a, as a murder mystery. But you're right. It's about characters. Mm-hmm. It's a totally character-driven story. And, and we're more invested in just their day-to-day lives than we are in who finding out who killed Charlie Wade. We really don't care who killed Charlie Wade. Not really. We're he, glad he's dead. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, because you see what he does. And yes. Chris Christopherson is is great in this movie. Man. He is intimidating. Yeah. I know. And he's a bad dude, yes, man. Yes, he is. You don't want to mess with him because it shows a few flashbacks of him shaking down Mexicans and African Americans. Right. And just killing them in cold blood because he hates them. Yep. And it's like, I'm trying to think of like times where, where this really was going on and still does go on, of course. Um, like, like what is their home life like? Like, what is what is Charlie Wade's, you know, does he walk in and kiss his wife and, and be nice to his children? I mean, what, what is yeah. this? Did he, did he have a wife and kids at all? I don't think they it's never ever say. addressed. No. I'd imagine he doesn't. Okay. All right. They never say anything about it. Yeah. And I think they... They would mention that if he did. Right. Because this this script is flawless. It covers like, everything. I don't want to say it's flawless, but that's a big statement. But this is a great <laughs> script. Yeah. And I think they would be smart enough to cover that if it was part of, you know, his life. At least in a side, you know, glance, they would mention it. That, not make it a part of the story, but they might say his wife and kids fled town after that or something. You're right. I, I think he's probably a single dude, goes home, drinks his beer... And counts his money. That's it. He's he's a, he's a horrible human being. Yeah. And so like and like we said in in the flashbacks when we see Charlie doing his thing, his his two deputies are Buddy and Hollis. Hollis in present day is the town's mayor. Yeah. Played as an older man by Clifton James, um, who's also very good in this movie. And yeah. um, you know when, when you're when you're going around the town, and like you know Sam is kind of making the rounds, just talking to people. There, there are certain things that he encounters like a sheriff would and a mayor would, mm-hmm. like sort of backroom kind of shady business deals about constructing a new jail. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's hard to get worked up about those construction deals knowing what Sam knows about, like, you know, that, that he found Charlie Wade out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Like, like we, we've already said that, like, the mystery of who, who shot Charlie Wade is not, like, really the most important thing to us, but mm-hmm. it's the most important thing to him. Yeah. Because he, he also wants to... He's convinced it's his dad. Yeah. He, he thinks it's Buddy. Right. And and Buddy is an angel to yes. this town. He's, he's pristine. He's a good man. Right. Nothing wrong has ever been because of Buddy. Nothing right. bad has ever happened. He's never done wrong. Be, and... <sighs> 
it's because Wade was so terrible yeah. that they think that way about Buddy. Right. Um, but as we find out, he wasn't perfect. Yeah, far from it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the movie, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about all this stuff that's the most important because it, it almost, it's the only movie I can think of that actually reminds me of The Wire. Oh, really? Um, because of all the all the extra stuff you're given, all this kind of like rich material. Like early in the movie, we see Elizabeth Pena. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Pilar in the movie. Uh, she is uh, a former... Her and Sam have a history together. They yeah. went to high school and they were in love. She's now become a teacher in the local school. And she's dealing with a bunch of parents early in the movie of like uh, like white parents yeah. who are pissed off because she's teaching children the real history of like... Of the Alamo know, of in the Alamo Texas. And yeah. Texas and, and, and Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fighting. This stuff still goes on today, of course. Yeah, it does. I mean, like everybody is... It, textbooks in schools... Are, are constantly like shredded by historians going, this is not how it is. Mm-hmm. You're telling the kids the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And she's up against it completely, like by herself. And of course, she we, we know as a school teacher, she probably is not making the money that she deserves. No way. For a very important job. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're just like brought into her world right away of like, she's a hardworking person and she's mm-hmm. dealing with all this other crap. Yep. You know? And that's a good a really good scene cuz it's basically like a round table discussion yeah. with her and the, maybe the principals there and a few other town folk maybe on the education board or something. Yeah. And and there's that one white lady who is just like this is terrible. You're telling them lies Ugh. and all this. Um cuz she wants them to think, you know, the the white people, the Americans took back what was rightfully theirs and you know, drove out these terrible Mexicans. <laughs> and, oh, God. And there's another white dude there. As the, One of the Mexican citizens says, you know, like, hey, we we own this land, too. We were here first or whatever. And the white guy's like, well, you lost, buddy. Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah, we get to tell the stories. It's, it's, it's like, God, what? And Elizabeth Pena even says something about ignorance. And the white lady's like, who are you calling ignorant? You motherfucker! This, this is a yeah, terrible yeah. fucking situation. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, you lady. Yeah. You and the and the guy behind you. This is the seeds of modern day. What we yeah. know as Charlottesville. Uh huh. Like this is what is is happening. This this is why these things occur. Um and the the idea that you're putting someone in a position like that by mm-hmm. themselves to deal with 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 this kind of trash. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of unthinkable and it happens every day. Uh huh. And. To continue with, like, the racist theme, the theme of the racism in the movie, like, it shows her teaching later, and then there's the army general's son, or yeah. I don't remember his name, Young Payne, I'll call him, because it's General Payne <laughs> yeah, or it's, Colonel it's, Payne. It's, it's Colonel Payne's son. Yeah. yeah. Joe Morton is, is the, the actor yeah. playing Colonel Payne. Awesome Joe Morton. Yes, he's incredible in the movie. Yes. Um, but yeah, his son is in the class and he's not really paying attention, and Elizabeth Pena asked him, like, about it, and he's like, well... It sounds like everybody's just killing everybody else, Um, which (laughs) it doesn't matter what's going on or who you are. Like, that is what men do. Yeah. People do that. They just want to hurt each other. Right. Um, And it's because of these petty differences. Yes. And it's not the answer she was specifically looking for. Yeah. But, like, it was a good kind of macro overview of, yep. of the situation. Yeah, can you tell me what's happening at the, you know, at the Alamo? Like, right. Everybody's killing everybody else. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but in the overall context of the movie and the yeah. point it's trying to say, that's 
that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, because she just like went on this thing where she's like very intensely teaching the kids. She's yeah. walking around the room. She she's like commanding their attention. She she's speaking very intelligently about these issues. And when she sees that uh, that Payne's son isn't paying attention, she kind of calls on him like a teacher would. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You know? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, uh, 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 everybody's killing each other. And and like <laughs> like like you you think that she'd be like, oh really? Explain. But she has yeah. to like stand there and go, uh, I guess he's kind of right. Yeah. But that's. <laughs> you know, but please, ex- please explain more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we just mentioned uh, Colonel Delmore Payne, played by Joe Morton. He's one of the other characters in the film. Mm-hmm. His father is Otis Payne, um, who runs a local bar, mm-hmm. which is kind of the, uh, the, the place where all African-American people in Frontera hang out. Yeah, it's like the refuge. Yes. Yeah. And as as that bar owner, he also like kind of helps people out when he can, when he can, um, like lending money. It's a lot of kind if you of, need you to know, stay here overnight, yeah. you can. There's a cot in the back. There's a cot know. in the back. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's kind of a, a place just of like either this place or the church is where you go when you need help as an African American person in this town. Yeah, and the relationship between Otis and Delmore is very strained. Because Otis was like, I guess, had a lot of, you know, problems with infidelity with Delmore's mother. Yeah. And he abandoned him pretty much at a very early age. Mm-hmm. And so Delmore has has grown up to be a colonel in the army. He's a very accomplished man without any, you know, help from his father. And he resents him completely. Mm-hmm. He doesn't totally. Want, you know, and he's he's here in town because the army has assigned him this post. Yeah. Like, you know... Just out of nowhere, they could have put him in Munich, but instead they put him in Frontera, Texas, where he was raised. Right. You know? (laughs) What are the odds? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want his family involved with his father now. Right. Because he, like you said, all the resentment. Yep. Um, And again, his son now is interested in his history and his grandfather, who he's never met. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got, he sneaks into the bar one night. Yeah. And he's got a folded up, you know, label from his grandfather's barbecue sauce or his hot sauce or whatever. (laughs) He wants to meet this man. But because of his father's, you know, holdups about him. Right. He he can't. Right. And when he first walks into Otis's bar, he reaches into his coat and you think he's is he pulling a gun? I thought he had a gun. Yes. yes. And he pulls out a, a, a Because clipping. he's acting shady. Exactly. He's like looking around real suspiciously. Well, it's because he's a 16-year-old boy going into a bar. Yes. That's why he's doing it. And the great thing, too, is that Otis knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, never seen this kid, and he just immediately knows this is my grandson. Because someone you know? gets shot at the bar. Yeah. And he sees this kid, and he's like, you weren't here tonight, were you? Go out the back. <sighs> And they had never met before. Right. But as we find out later, Otis has been keeping tabs on his son. That's right. So he knows he's got a family. He's well accomplished in the army. He's done this and that. Right. So, yeah, he knows that's his grandson. Yep. It's pretty cool. And he, I'm sure he knows uh, his son has moved back with the army. He, mm-hmm. he, he knows it's a small town. Oh, yeah. Everybody that's right. knows what's going on. That's right. He's, he's, he's gotten wind that, that, that Delmore is here. Yeah. So he's well prepared for this. Right. Um. We, we mentioned Pilar, you know, working as a teacher. She also has a mother, mm-hmm. uh, Mercedes, yep. uh, played by Miriam Cologne. 
uh, Mercedes runs a local Mexican restaurant where the food looks incredible. I want it. Man, this is as good as good, fellas, with the food. God. You know? This is Tex-Mex. Those enchiladas, oh. like, jumped off the screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you just you just want a big a big snoot full of that stuff. I could smell it. I know, dude. Those beans. I don't really like refried beans, and they look delicious in this movie. You know? Right. Um... <laughs> And, and they get into it in this scene, right? They do, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Pilar and, and Mercedes are going back and forth, um, like, talking about uh, just, like, life in general. And Mercedes, we, 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 get the, we get the kind of the impression that she is very proud of being an American now. Yes. You know? You um, need to speak English. We're in America. Right. She tells Enrique, the busboy, stop speaking Spanish, you mm-hmm. know? And it's not that she doesn't like her own heritage, but she she's, like, very... This is where we're at now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, her and Pilar's relationship is strained because Pilar was in love with Sam during high school. Yep. And Mercedes, just like Buddy, forbid the two of them to getting together. Yes. Pilar still harbors resentment about that. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Mercedes didn't really care for the man that Pilar eventually married who died. Uh, this yeah. guy, Fernando. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of tension there, even though they have an actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it... We find out later all this kind of stuff. I mean, we need to introduce more characters before we do this. <laughs> I don't know, dude. How, how do you? How do you? How do you make like talk about these these kinds of like incredible twists? Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. So, uh, Elizabeth Pena's mother. I'll just call her Mrs. Cruz. Okay. She was married to a guy named Eladio. Eladio Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. Who died. Right before Elizabeth Pena was born. That's what she's told. That's what she's told. And it turns out that's not true. Mm-hmm. And what we find out about Buddy is he wasn't a virtuous man. He had he had a woman on the side. Yeah. And what we find out at the end is that Buddy and Mrs. Cruz were an item. Mm-hmm. And now Elizabeth Pena and Chris Cooper, their characters are half-siblings. That's right. And we find out at the very end, after we've seen them making love and become a, a loving relationship, a husband-wife type thing. They have taken up with each other again, yeah. and it's looking like it's rekindling, and then this. Yeah, and that's where the movie ends, actually. Yeah. Um, why we... Dude, last week we did a movie with incest. This is, what are we doing? <laughs> What are, well, see, this is but, the new direction we're taking I, on this. this dudes on incest is the new <laughs> is the new theme. Just just stick with the feed and, and it'll it'll it'll, keep yeah, it'll work itself out, right? But but like we talked about with the incest in Gladiator, yeah. about how it's just hinted at, and right? And and the reason it doesn't hit and the reason it's kind of ineffective is because they don't go full with it. Yeah, they don't make it. They, they just hint around at it because the actors are sexy. Yeah, in this case, they go with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, we see Chris Cooper and Elizabeth Pena in bed together. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know that they're brother and sister when this is happening. No, this and is the very they. end of the movie big twist that you do not expect. And when it happens, the way Sam figures it out is he he finds the, the death certificate of Eladio Cruz and he asks Pilar... When did you say that your father died? Yeah. She says, a couple months before I was born. He goes, try 18 months before you were born. Yeah. And he produces letters. And he produces, you know, birth records showing that Mm -hmm. Buddy, his father, was Pilar's father. Mm -hmm. They just had sex last night. Yeah. And what do you do at that point? Um, 
And Pilar is heartbroken. Yeah. You know? And I think Chris Cooper then says, you know, Sam, the current sheriff in town. I just want to clarify all the characters again. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> there's a lot here, and it's complex. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think he even says he's still going to pursue this relationship. He says, if I met you today, I'd want to be with you. Okay. With the knowledge of her being his sister? I guess so. Okay. And and right. she says, let's start from scratch. Okay. And they're I, sitting at the drive-in that they that they were caught with by Buddy. They were caught in the 15. backseat of a car yes. when they were 15 there, yeah. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it all falls into place because they show that flashback earlier in the movie. And you're yeah. like, man, Buddy... And Mrs. Cruz are real pains in the asses. Exactly. Why, why won't they let these kids be together? They're in love. I mean, the, the, maybe it's a race thing. Yeah, because yeah. that's a, the theme. But yeah, you find out. Oh, it's because they're fucking brothers and sisters. It's an incredible <laughs> twist because, it, like, you know, it is unseen. I know. I know. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, c- come on. and they they produce that 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 really that 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 black and white picture of like young Mercedes mm-hmm. and Buddy, mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, just together. And it, it, they're obviously a couple having a good time at the lake, it looks like. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. And, I mean, like like earlier in the movie when they're naming the courthouse after, you know, they're, they're renaming the courthouse the Buddy Deeds Courthouse mm-hmm. with a statue out in front. You know, Sam walks up to Mercedes and says, you know, uh, it's good to see you again, Mrs. Cruz. And right. she just stones him. Like, yeah. you know, get out of my face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, man, lady, what's your problem? Right. I I, uh, I I guess yeah. I know now. Yeah. You know? It is one of the most unseen twists I've ever <laughs> I've ever been had revealed to me. I, I you agree. Know? I know. I know. I don't know how I feel about it even though. Like it just comes out of nowhere almost. Like it's built up. Okay. But it's like, wow, I didn't expect to get that right cross. You know no. that that I didn't see that coming. And I'm I, I was I was sitting here. Um, because I'd seen the movie a couple times before and I was sitting here wondering when you were going to bring it up Okay. because I knew you were going to bring it. I, w- I was thinking to myself, you know, like it wasn't be a thing where, where we go through the movie piece by piece and then we, at the end we go, Oh, by the way, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew we were going to talk about it probably in the middle of you the gotta show. You got to talk about it. Because it's, and, and when you rewatch the movie, like, like you, you mentioned earlier about how the script is like seamless yeah. and like all bases are covered. There's no loose ends. Mm-hmm. When you rewatch it, you're going to find out. That you were right. Yeah. Because I mean, like, like it's all through the movie. Like Mercedes is walking around and, and you immediately go, oh, that's right. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you, you, you see when when uh, when Buddy gets the, like, uh, goes to the drive-in, he's like got his flashlights looking in the cars yeah. to find young Sam and young Pilar. And when he finds him, he goes, boy, I told you to me- not mess around with this girl. He never says any racist stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just saying, I don't want you messing with her. Yeah. And then he tells his deputies, you know, take her back, take her back to her mother's house, tell her where she's been. Yeah, I can't believe it. it God. It, the script is amazing. It is. It was nominated for an Oscar, this by was. the way. Yes. Um, Deservedly and, so. And John Sayles wrote it. He directed this film. He also edited the film. Yep. Which is an amazing edit job, even. It's an accomplishment, like, it, It's a great feat. Especially between the flashbacks and the modern times. It just, the camera usually pans away from the scene. Yeah. And then it turns into the, it's the same location, but it it's modern time. So our modern characters are there. So yes. it's like a seamless transition. It's not like a fade out to modern times or anything. You're right. It's great. 
And I mean, I, you could probably almost only achieve this effect by writing it and directing it and editing it. True. You're the only like, one it, that can keep all got, that track of That's tough. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, it's a great job. It is. It's awesome. And I, and I really like that you brought up that effect too of, of like the camera pans away instead of a, a, of a dissolve, it just pans away and we're now in, 19, in 1958. Right, yeah. You it, know. It, it pans from a car where Matthew McConaughey is pulling his son out. Yep. And it pans to the right, and then Chris Cooper's sitting on his, the hood of his car right exactly. there. It's yeah. great. It's so cool. I know. <laughs> I loved it. I know. And the, the, the big twist that, that got us all of the last 10 minutes of what we're talking about, <laughs> it actually happens after the reveal of who killed Charlie Wade. Yeah, yeah. So you think that's going to be the big thing exactly. at the end. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, and, and because Sam is like kind of not, he's just like, okay, well now I know who killed Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then this. Yeah. And, and he, <laughs> and like his reaction in the scene of when he, the reveal happens about who killed Charlie Wade mm-hmm. is he already knows about him and Pilar. Like he found out when he went over to Francis McDormand's house. Yeah. And, um, Who's in this movie, by the way? She, she's his ex-wife. Yes, she's his ex-wife, Bunny. And she, she's a little eccentric. Right. She's obsessed with football, just like Dave. And um, <laughs> he, she, uh, she needs meds. Yeah. She's she's off the wall, kind of. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's a really weird looking like modern 1996 living room. Yeah, with, a really rich yes. person living room. And it's it's festooned with. A&M and Texas, and she's wearing a, an Oilers hat and a Troy Aikman cowboy jersey. Yeah. She just loves everything about Texas football, mm-hmm. no matter what team it is. Yep. Um, which shows how unbalanced, you know, some right, a person yeah. could be, because no one does No that. one cheers for the Oilers and the Cowboys. Hell no. <laughs> and, you know, the Aggies and the Longhorns, <laughs> no they are way, enemies dude. to the knife. Right. I mean, no way. <laughs> so so she's, she's messed up. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's how you tell. <laughs> and, uh, but they, they, he goes to the garage, and that's where he finds uh, all this, um, like all this stuff, all these records that, that were actually in his dad's possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and your shit's still in the mercy. garage. Yep, I love when she says that to him. Yep. Oh, I know, I know. And then yeah. he, and then he has to like, he he realizes he's been, he he's been trying to get her to like answer the question: Is my stuff still in the garage? And she mm-hmm. just keeps answering with more football talk. Yeah, you know this guy was benching three fifty, you know, at the combine or what. I don't give a fuck. I know. Yeah. Just where's my stuff? And then when he yeah. he realizes he's hurt her feelings yeah. is when he comes back and just, you know, like, he kind of acknowledges the football talk. Well, I, I hear that they got another fellow there when someone's got 350 pounds up on the rack. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a pretty cool scene, actually. Yeah, and then that's when she says, your shit's in the garage. Yep. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she she completely changes her tone. Yeah. And and she's just like, I don't, I don't think it's her being a little crazy right. it's her acknowledging like how shitty chris cooper has been to her yeah that's saying right. you know what don't even try right just go get your shit and get out of here right and, and, quit, and you know he just keeps yeah. telling you look real nice yeah well <laughs> she knows that so so yeah you know, like let figure this out it's <laughs> a good scene it's, it is cool I love seeing Frances McDormand. It's just awesome. I know. She's great every time she pops up. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I love Frances McDormand, mm-hmm. too. Okay, so movies like this that are as complicated and as layered, uh-huh. it's hard for a show like our format to really talk about other than just to skip around. We need hours yeah. to go through this. We need a whiteboard this with would be red a, yarn on it. You know, We would need a whole series on this of movie. Of course. 
because the, the, it's 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 that complex. Even though there there's like a finite number of characters, like those characters are all interrelated in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're you're wondering when Joe Morton is almost in a separate movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like he's it's like he's in a few good men. Really, mm-hmm. for for a mm-hmm. long time, it's like it's like if Colonel Jessup wasn't evil, he's mm-hmm. Joe Morton, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're wondering, like, like this is really good stuff. This is really excellent material. But but how is it related to the murder of Buddy Deeds? Well, we find out later. Um, in flashback, there is uh, Otis, Joe Morton's father, uh-huh. who runs the, the the local tavern. Um, I mean, should we just get into now about yeah. how Charlie Wade met his end? We've got to do it. Yeah. We're going to run out of time. Okay. We've got to do it. I yeah. mean, we've got time, but we've sure. got to get into this. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Charlie Wade goes, it, it's 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 the, the, the same night that he was stood up to by Buddy at the Mexican restaurant. Yep. So he goes over to Ot- what would this become is flashback. Otis's place. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Otis is, ru- young Otis is running numbers. He's got like a, you know, like a gambling operation in the back. Mm-hmm. And he's not giving Charlie his taste. Can I say one thing real quick? Yeah. In the a prior flashback, Chris Christopherson, Wade, says, I hear running numbers without my knowledge is dangerous for your health. He <laughs> says something about it's bad for your health. It's dangerous and it's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. But what he's saying is... You got to cut me in, yep. or you're going to go down. That's right. Yeah, and and it's he's, a threat. And he is so hateful mm-hmm. to like young Otis okay. in this scene. He makes the... him pour that beer. Oh my god! And then he makes him pour his friend's beer, even though he says, "No, I prefer it out of the bottle." He's like, "No, you better do what I tell you to do." Yep, boy. Yep. Ooh. And then he is... moves the mug. And oh, makes, look! And you spilled some... it. You got to clean that up, boy. Yep. Oh, Ooh. man! You want this guy dead? You want him dead? Yeah. 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 So anyway. Let's go back to this flashback. Okay. And he gets dead finally. And yep. you know, yep. he he breaks up the card game. He's beaten up Otis. Um, he's like kicking him on the on the you know on the ground, and um, he's telling him, you know, I want this money, and you're gonna give me this. And he tells him now now all of this is happening just in in mute. Yeah, I wanted you to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's a song playing. Right, it's like the song from the jukebox or whatever. Right, while they're playing cards back there, and Chris Christopherson's in there. He's yelling and kicking yep. but there's no sound it's right. just this jukebox music playing yep there's no bashes or bangs or crashes or voices heard no nothing no it's great it's really it's a really it's effective really play. good because you can imagine what what wade is saying to otis you can imagine mm-hmm. what otis is thinking mm-hmm. and hollis is standing off to the side he's seen a he's seen charlie wade do this for years and mm-hmm. he's just kind of standing there like like watching all this oh it's gonna happen again yep mm-hmm. and uh, Charlie points at a like a cigar box behind the bar, mm-hmm. and we know that that's where I guess the bar's gun is. Yeah. So he tells Otis to get it. Charlie turns around, winks at Hollis. Yeah. And that's when the door of the tavern flies open, and you hear the first dialogue, which is Buddy coming in, and he says, "Charlie Wade," and a gun goes off. Hollis has shot Charlie in the back. Yep. It wasn't Buddy. Nope. It was the mayor of the town. <laughs> then the deputy. That's right. Yeah. It's cool. It's a really it's a cool gra- thing. It's a great, I mean, it's a great reveal. You find out what happened. Yep. And who did it. And like we said before, it's not really the most important thing in the movie, but it's great to have it resolved. Yes. And it feels you feel good that it happened, actually, right? Because you've you've come to 
learn about Otis and all these characters from the modern day sequences in the film. Yeah. Like Otis was about to be killed, man. Yep. But this is before he had children or anything. And Hollis made a, a good decision to kill this guy. That's right. He saved a life by killing this despicable man. That's absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then what they, they do is they just, I get cover it up somehow. They, they, the three of them, Otis and Hollis and Buddy, yep. bury him out in the desert. That's right. And, and that's where we find him in the, the beginning of the movie. That's it. Yep. And and I forget what they say. They What did they tell the town? What did they say happened? Uh, that Charlie vanished with like $10,000. Oh, yeah. It was like twenty grand. And yeah. Buddy used it to buy, what's it, Mercedes? Mercedes. Mercedes Cruz. Her restaurant. Yep. The one that with the oh-so-delectable food, man. <laughs> It's a good investment because yeah. those enchiladas are the two. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> man. Um, but yeah. It it's it's such a great story. It is. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> and the way we find out this flat well, the way this flashback comes up is because Sam goes into the bar and it's Otis and Hollis just there talking and drinking after they've closed, you know. Yep. Sam comes into the two of them and says, you know. What happened? I know you guys saw what happened. And they tell the story. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of ask, like, what are you going to do? They're, like, saying they can't tell the p- people because Buddy's reputation yeah. will be ruined or whatever. That's right. And he's, Sam's okay with it. Yep. He's fine. He's like, but Buddy's a goddamn legend. He can handle it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to prosecute you, Mr. Mayor. Right. And and you're fine. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you committed a murder. And there's probably no statute of limitations on murder. You just confessed it. I probably can produce forensic evidence. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You know what? Wade deserved it. Absolutely. Yeah. Who cares? And honestly, like, it's almost like Otis, Hollis, Buddy, they not only covered up a murder, the town kind of prospered after this murder happened. Right. So, like, the lie of of this like actually helped the town. Exactly. You know, they yeah. got rid of a really horrible sheriff and, you know, everyone started to like, th- there was more racial harmony now than there ever has exactly. been. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and people are, people are like doing a lot better. Right. You know? Yeah. Wow. But Wade had to go. He, he had to go. Charlie had to go. Yeah. Yep. And like I said earlier about like the, the, the there's there's kind of a side thing of, of like other people who are like other kind of prominent local people um, who are kind of always in, uh, j- just like you would in any political situation. I mean, a sheriff is an elected official. Mm-hmm. So when you're an elected official, you got there by like prominent people backing you. Yeah. And now they expect favors. And yep. they want to build a new jail. And Sam says, we don't need a new jail. I mean, uh-huh. just, just, just yeah. a, a normal, rational person goes, we don't need a new jail, but normal, normal, normalcy and rationality are not what drives business. No. Um, and, you know, a politician, even a sheriff, like Sam's going to be out at the next election. Yeah. If he doesn't give, you know, these guys this deal. Right. He doesn't want to play along. No, he doesn't want to do this game. And he, he even doesn't want to be there anymore. That's true. Like, he, he even tells uh, whatever, his deputy or whatever, like, the deputy comes like, hey, yeah. they're going to ask me to run. And, right. all, and he's like, I don't even know if I want it next year. You know, yeah. go ahead. 
and and, and the, this Tony Plana is the deputy, and he he's like he's he really wants to be sheriff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's he's totally okay to like play those political games. Yeah, he, he knows that's what's coming, but he he just has light like his life ambition is he wants to be sheriff. Now, do we see him being racist t- towards like the the black guys towards, that they have toward, in the yeah, jail? There's a, like, there's like a black criminal who he's kind of okay because like, the, the the black guys talking shit to him. Yeah, and he talks shit back, you know, saying, "Well, right. actually, my people are in charge around here now, and yeah. we're about to take you down." You yeah. Know? So he's kind of a bad guy himself. Yeah, yeah. At least it's not a white guy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's 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 not it's not Charlie Wade. He's not right. going to be firing on people, you know. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, but but he he does have prejudices. Yes. Yeah. And the, and the racism is mixed into every little aspect of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it, it, of course it's there. Yep. Um. All right. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Man, I'm I'm just so glad we got to see this movie. I'm so glad you got to see it. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, wow, this is just like John Sayles proves himself as really one of the kind of great underrated American filmmakers. Yeah, you know? I don't think I've seen any of his movies before. Okay. I, Eight Men Out, I think I've I've seen yes, you've most seen of Out? that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it from start to finish, but okay. I picked it up on TV. Um, he made a really great movie in 1983 called Liana. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a movie called Mate One. Um, this was, was really excellent. Um, and uh, you got Eight Men Out, like you said. And I, I think that the movie Cobb is very underrated okay. with Tommy Lee Jones. Cool. Um, yeah, he, he's 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 a really good filmmaker. That's good. John Sayles. Oh, one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, I'd go to the video store. Yeah. And I always saw the box for Lone Star. Uh-huh. And it was a big sheriff's badge, the big star, sure. with a skull in it. And I thought it was a horror movie. <laughs> I was like, that movie looks scary. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it does. But that's not what this movie is. It's it's not. Um, and speaking of the d- cover box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's something that we talked about off air. Yes, yes. Um, and it'll be related to something else later in the show. Right. Um. Okay, so when you go to rent the DVD today in present times, or if you like, you know, get it off of, you know, look at a VHS online, uh-huh. the 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 cover box doesn't have that awesome skull picture anymore yeah. with the Texas star. Right. It's got a collage of the actors that are in the movie, mm-hmm. but the biggest head on the box is that of Matthew McConaughey, uh-huh. who is literally in three scenes of this movie. He has screen time totaling. Four minutes? Thereabouts, Maybe. Yeah. If you include the picture of him with Azalea Mendel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. He's in the movie for five minutes total. Uh-huh. Three scenes. Right. And he has top billing according to the front of this DVD box. It's outrageous. Matthew McConaughey. In big face on the front of the box. I mean, prominently featured with, with like, you know, like those, those incredible cheekbones. I mean, it's ridiculous. Chris Cooper and Elizabeth Pena aren't even on the cover. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Are they not on the cover? I don't know. I mean, they could be, but oh. they're down tiny. It's like a little R2-D2 in the yes, corner, exactly. you know? exactly. They, they or are Or like droids. Salacious Crumb right. is down in the corner, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, that's what it is. It's such bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like, and, and this, this, it's understandable when this kind of thing happens, like, to kind of bullshit horror movies. Yeah, Or, or right. just like, you know trash action where like someone who has went on to become famous <laughs> later on, you know, is kind of the draw. Right. But this is Lone Star from John Sayles. Yep. This shouldn't have that kind of crap in it. And unfortunately it does. Right. And I think that's just the studio re-releasing the movie. Yes. And saying, let's capitalize now that Matthew McConaughey is a name. 
let's put them on the front nice and prominently. But that's what I'm, but yeah, I, 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 that's what and I just suck. Exactly. Because like, if you do that with a stupid sucky movie, then okay. But this is Lone Star. Right. I mean, Chris Co- <laughs> and, and Chris Cooper is an Academy Award winning actor. Exactly. I mean, he's a name. Right. Elizabeth Pena is a name. I uh-huh. mean, she did La Bamba. She did uh, Jacob's Ladder. I mean, like, she's somebody. Yep. Oh. It's whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, anything else? I think that's it, right? Um, I, the, 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 the forgotten uh, uh, John Sayles movie that, that actually stars Joe Morton, the brother from another planet. Oh, okay. Excellent movie. I've heard of this one. Yes, where Joe Morton is an alien, and it's it's really right. sweet. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, how would you rate the movie? What would you recommend it? Yes, this movie is a five-star film, mm-hmm. um, and I would recommend it to everybody. This mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. Yeah. I I think I'm going to give it four stars. Okay. But these are huge stars. Of course. Almost five. They're big, bright, shining stars. Th- these are, yeah, like I said, Mark yeah. Wahlberg stuff <laughs> yes. here. Um <laughs> Yeah, four big, bright, shining stars. <laughs> I definitely recommend Lone Star. This is an extremely well-written and put-together film. Absolutely. Um, like, we last week, we or not last week, but a few weeks ago, we did Total Recall, and it's mm-hmm. one of those really complicated movies. Like, yeah. the plot is very complicated. This is like that. You're not on Mars. You're no, in Texas. I know. <laughs> this is better written than that movie. Right. And this movie is awesome. So I, I, you got to watch this movie, man. Yep. Everyone's got to watch this movie. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it. Most of all, share it. Gets more dudes listening to the dudes. If you don't use iTunes, find us on any other podcatcher or go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, just look for Dudes on Movies, and we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Yes. So now, the question of the week. You foreshadowed this, Dave, yes. about a minute ago. Right. <laughs> so, so what's the question of the week? Well, the question of the week is, what DVD slash VHS slash Netflix interface thumbnail uh, cover art has been retconned due to a minor character's later fame? This is a complicated one. Yes. But it's a simple one. Just just think think about it and you'll see it all over. Go to yeah. the video store if you have to and and it's there. Trust yes. me. Dave mentioned uh, some horror movies, you mm-hmm. know, just mindless action movies that yes. have done this. Uh, you guys can think of something, right? Exactly. What 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 poster has been retconned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're out there. They're That's out right. there. So stay tuned next week, and we'll discuss 1994's Natural Born Killers, directed by Oliver Stone and starring Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis. Mm -hmm. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) 